0: Smoke will make you choke. Deep in the heart of Jersey, and the city rats run in big packs. Deep in the heart of Jersey, oh, the parkway man takes the money from your hand. Deep in the heart of Jersey, and old Route 17, the traffic there is mean. Deep in the heart of Jersey.
1: your motor's running. It's true. It's true. You got a lot to say. Yep. You ready? Yeah. Countdown. Mm -hmm. Five, four,
2: three, two, one. Hey, welcome back friends to another episode of the Jersey Alchemist and I'm your host, Dr. John Gerard Gallucci. And I'm Philip D'Angelo. Cool brother. What's up pal? Oh, not much. Not much. It's Jersey. Uh, It's, it's It's absolutely Jersey. Yup. And uh, I want to say that this, you know, we just broke past the 50th episode and, um, yeah. So what's coming up, uh, on maybe the next 50 episodes. Well, it's the summertime. That doesn't necessarily mean that we have to go here and there, you know, um, on location, but the plan is to go to some. Uh, Highlighted New Jersey strongholds because hey, it's the Jersey Alchemist, and I think we're going to have a good time doing so. And we may even drag Major Springfield Bones with us. Supporting
1: for you guys
2: now know his his real surname. It's Springfield, like the the the, like the M1 carbine that was used in World War II. Major Springfield Bones. Wow, he'll be with us. Sounds very distinguished. It won't Springfield. It won't be easy, but we're going to do it, right? Bones, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's cool. awesome.
1: I mean, it was a warm weekend. I mean, it was hot. Uh, I think it was like ninety
2: five degrees yesterday. Yeah, it was yeah.
1: ridiculous.
2: I enjoyed it. So do I. I, I am a, I, I'm a man of. <laughs> M-A-N. Oh my God. Well, I guess I'm targeted now. He thinks he's a man who I think uh, that can get pregnant, right? Isn't that what they're yeah, saying? No. The only time I get pregnant is when I have a food baby. <laughs> and I've had many, many food babies. Wow. Um, yeah, you're a man. I'm a, a man weekend. of, I'm generally a man of extremes. I just am. I. There's nothing that I can do about that. It, there's, it's encoded into my DNA. I'm the guy that loves uh, Montreal and Vermont in the winter. Mm-hmm. You know, I can remember going in to operate in the middle of the night, and it was 25 below zero Fahrenheit without the wind chill, right? Wow. And uh, I, I just dig that. And and I also love Florida in July. Mm-hmm. I do. I just, you know, I mean, I just, just kind of love it, you know? Like the song says, Autumn in New York. You yeah. like Autumn New York? Right. I love Autumn. Autumn's
1: my favorite time of the year. But you know, is what, it really? Oh, yeah, 100%. <clears throat> and um, why is that? <clears> oh, <throat> uh, my birthday's in autumn. Maybe that's why. Could be. Could Football, be. Your Thanksgiving. Family treated you nice once a year. Once a year, yeah. <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving. I mean, it's just, you know, it's more family oriented. You know, in the summertime, everybody's going 20 different directions. But around that time of year, I don't know. It just seems like everybody's together. People come together. Yeah. Right. Yeah, a lot more yeah. gatherings.
2: Sweater and sweatshirt weather. I love sweaters and sweatshirts. Yes, yes. Who doesn't? I lived for, for a couple of decades, and I still do, in, uh, in leather cowboy boots and blue jeans and sweatshirts. As a wow. matter of fact, when I die and I don't want to be cremated, I've kind of just determined that now, Interesting. so my kids should take heed. Yes. Uh, I want to be, you know, conventionally lowered into Mother Earth with blue jeans and my leather cowboy boots and an appropriate sweatshirt. That's it. How often do you think about death, John?
1: I mean, that's a morbid question.
0: Every day. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Yeah.
1: I just figured that was, yeah, that that was the appropriate, appropriate answer. That. Okay. I mean, you know, listen, as we get older, because when you're younger, it's not even a thought, but as you get older, I mean, you know, it's, it's you feel like somebody's knocking on the window or on the door and saying, Hello. You know, I
2: I went through um, three phases. I want to say there were three phases in my life. And uh, I'm a Sagittarius, so I'll be 63 December of 2022. My first phase, or the first third of my life in this skin, um, I didn't think about death you know and for the most part you know for the most part if you're a kid growing up in Jersey or the United States or even Canada uh, or what kid has death ever present on their mind unless you grow up in an area where you're exposed to that all the time now we were exposed to apparently apparently before we were like ten We were exposed to like 1,200 murders on television. That's not what we're talking about because we all became desensitized to that. And I'm talking about family and friend death, you know, church, you know, funeral parlor, wake, church, funeral, burial, all of that, that stuff. I could remember I was in high school and I was, I think a sophomore in high school and somebody had said, oh, you know, my grandfather died or, you know, You know, and and I felt so bad for them because I was so close to my grandparents. Well, three of them. One of them, my mother's father passed away when I was like six months of age. But then the very next year when I was a a junior, I think I missed like preseason football sessions because my first cousin, Joe, was executed in Harlem. That was a hell of a way to be introduced. That was a kick square in the balls and in the teeth to get introduced to, oh, so you were thinking that you haven't really experienced any deaths of of close relatives or close friends. Guess what? There's the doorway, and the back of my head was kicked right through it. He wasn't just a drive-by shooting or or, uh, an innocent victim. He was targeted and he was executed, single gunshot to the back of the head. And were you close with him, John? I was as close as as one could be in a close in a close larger family to my first cousin. But he was I don't know how many years older he was than me. Let's see now. I can figure this out. 14. And so 15, 14, so he was probably like about 11, 11 years older. So pretty much, you know, he wasn't somebody we hung around with, but you know, when we went over to my aunt's house for whatever given occasion, which was probably once a month, that's how it was, you know, he was, he was very often there, but he died. And then after that, the dominoes got pushed over. And it was like just a a tsunami of uh, relatives and close friends that died. So that really ushered in that middle third of my life where it was kind of like, you know, having a baseball glove and someone says, you want to play catch? And all of a sudden, 30 people throw a baseball at you at once. It was just death 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 all kinds of death everywhere and it wasn't until i had i would say my adult spirit quest which was when my sister passed in 1993 that that's when i i went head first into this head game of a spirit quest to find the answers that i needed to find even though I was a very spiritual kid and I can still remember uh, moments and episodes of my life all the way back to when I was six months of age. I'm that guy. You can, you can read it, uh, Oops, in, in the book over here. That's where I grew reversed. Um, the third phase of my life that came in after my spirit quest, it was a real eye-opener because it was my third eye that was being opened. You know, the the third eye, which is the center of your intuition, your psychic ability, and it correlates with the area around the pineal gland. Well, I started to to really get the grasp of what it means to live and die. So I don't see death anymore as um, something to be feared because slowly along with this whole transition, you know, we, we looked as kids at the elders that were like in their 80s and 90s, and then we looked at the adults that were in their 30s and 40s and 50s, you know, that that stage. And now I've only got one, one or two aunts. One is almost 97, my father's sister, and then I have an aunt on my mom's side who is also, I guess, in the the mid-90 range. And once they're gone, it's us. So you know that, speaking of Jersey, you know that boardwalk game? I think I've made reference to this before, where you throw the quarters down the slot, and the quarters end up on a, a mirror. A mirror that's a flat, shiny surface. It's a mirror. And there's an arm that goes back and forth back and forth, right? And with each subsequent quarter that falls onto that surface, that arm starts to push the quarters to the edge. And you would think, well, once the quarter gets to the edge, it's gonna fall off into the chute. And then when it goes into the chute, it comes out down in the slot and it's yours, right? So people are like, oh, look, look at these quarters. They're hanging over halfway, but they got other quarters on top of them, holding them up. Some quarters are full length over the edge, and they still haven't fallen. Well, that's how that's how I see people as they get older. That they, they're on that game. Mm-hmm. They're one of the quarters on that mirror, and that arm is just going back and forth. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, absolutely. The game with the yeah, arm, absolutely. Right? 100%. But they never seem to fall on the boardwalk when you think for sure they're going to. But I, it's us now, man. It's, it's uh, us we're the quarters on the edge of that game on the boardwalk it's us and i have very continually experienced the other side all my life but now i have a greater awareness of how to unlock the mystery and it is a mystery for those who just don't have the eyes to see nor the ears to hear they just kind of shun it they feign it They don't want to think about it. It's too disturbing to them. Whatever. God bless them. But I'm in and out of the other dimensions every single day and certainly every night. And in the words of somebody who I just love, who's, I think she's passed about three or four years now. She was a great um, YouTube personality, a woman named Dolores Cannon. Oh, wow. She was a past life regressionist, and I would say, I would call her a a psychic, maybe even a medium, a channeler. She, um, why was I bringing up Dolores Cannon? Because she really puts into tremendous perspective our single solitary lives in this skin and how we kind of come back for more. Most of us come back because we have to, there's that, there's that wheel of karma, and there's fate and destiny, and, and there's reincarnation. So that's how I look at it. And, and I don't want to think about people younger than me passing, but if people that are older than me or people that are my age pass, Surely the people that are really close to me I'll be upset but but I can't be really too upset because this is one big game it's one big stage play it really is that's I have that's a typical long-winded John Gallucci answer for how do I feel about death life and death it's it's a stage play and look I'm going to quote Jesus you know uh, I'll destroy this temple and I'll raise it up again you know in three days and he wasn't talking about his body he was talking sorry he was talking about his body he wasn't talking about the temple in in Jerusalem and the Pharisees were like this guy's nuts it took it took 40 years to build that temple and he's gonna build it up in in three days because his ever-present magnanimous forever existing eternal spirit that never goes away which is true for all of us was having a physical experience in the man known as jesus of nazareth son to joseph and miriam and you know what he comes back when he chooses to and he can communicate with who he chooses to and you will be able to do the same thing so i don't feel so left behind like i'm out in the sahara desert all by myself because you're asking the right guy about death because when I said the tsunami of death came my way, it did, it was almost everybody but me. It was all my grandparents, all my aunts, all my uncles, five nieces and nephews in four years to to opioids. And so my sister's dead since 93, I'm not being morbid, look, do I look morbid, no. My sister's dead in 93, my father died in 14, my brother died, he was four years older than me, died in 2018, and my mom just passed away February 6, 2022. So I'm the last of the Mohicans. So how do I feel about death? Um, death does not frighten me. I am not afraid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just not. Rachel. What about you? Well, <laughs> Rachel.
1: I think death, um, you know, when we're younger, John, mm-hmm. death comes, and I don't think we fully understand it. I mean, even though we lose an uncle, uh, you know, if, uh, somebody's father, an aunt, yeah. a grandparent, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're so young, we really don't understand the the really what's what's going on, right? You know, and then, uh, you know, when you lose somebody like a cousin, as you start getting older and life start death starts knocking on your door,
2: that's the good way of put it, yeah, knocking on, on your, your door. door. And
1: I I lost a cousin. <laughs>
2: As well. I'm sorry, you made me laugh. That's all right. Death knocks on the door, and you answer, and they say, you know, is uh, is Ralphie home? You know, and you're like, <laughs> one day, he's going to knock on that door, and somebody in your family is going to answer the door, and they're going to go, Phil. It's for you. It's for you. Well, well that, that knock <laughs> was coming
1: from who? The Grim Reaper or from Father Time? Because Father Time is uh, undefeated. Pick one. Yeah. Neither one is lost, really. But um, I know I lost my cousin and, and uh, when I was younger. And we spoke the week before, the week prior. And a week later, he had passed in a car accident. So, I mean, that's when I started waking up. Like, you know, you lose a, a couple uncles. They, you know, they lived in, a, in Brooklyn or somewhere else. And you really didn't see too much of them. Right. But when, like you said, a cousin, now a son it's starting to hit home as you get older. And then as you you start to mature, I think you get those relationships with people. All of a sudden, you have a favorite uncle, and you get a bond with him. I lost an uncle who I was very close with. I mean, he was my guy, and uh, I miss that guy to this day. Every day I think about him. And but that's, did I know him uh, from from Nutley? Yeah, yeah. Jimmy. Jimmy. Jim, yeah. Oh, yeah. As sure. As well, remember, well. yeah. 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 Great guy. Um, and no, once that starts. Starts hitting home, you know, it's all of a sudden it's different. I know it hit home for
2: you real hard, um,
1: but you know, well, maybe
2: that's it. You know what? If if somebody beats you over the head with a mallet enough, there's a point in time where you don't feel it anymore, (laughs) you you just don't. It's like bonk, yeah, bonk, 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 bonk. It's okay, yeah, I may have another, and then you look around, you, you know, the only thing that really bugs me and I think this is a testament to my true faith that there's purpose to the to the to the wheel of life and death there's purpose to it so before December 14th 1959 I didn't exist in the flesh well I was in my mom's womb but before that I was somewhere else Because we are eternal beings and I have been told by a bunch of masters and whatnot that I did not have to come back that I volunteered in a wave of volunteers again another reference to Dolores Cannon look up Dolores Cannon and look up the three waves of volunteers to push humanity closer to to love and peace and happiness and and light lots of people won't come back they don't want to come back. How do you know that? Just look at a baby when it's born. Ah! They don't want to be here. Everything, you feel everything. You feel the temperature changes in the room. You feel you feel the the OR towels wiping off, you know, the the muck from the birth canal. You the lights are bright in your face. You went from heavenly spirit existence to implanting yourself in a womb. As your cell mass was growing, and where were you? You were in a bubble. You were in a bubble of no pain, constant temperature, constant pressure, right? And you were wrapped, encased, in the person that loved you more than anything, hopefully, on the planet, your mama and your dad, hopefully, was waiting there for you. Or not or not and uh, this isn't about abortion but it's about how we come here and we it's not a pleasant thing to come back to the physical existential um, pain issuing third dimension on planet earth it's not but there are those of us who have volunteered to come back to do everything we could to be in service to others and not ourselves, and that's the key. That's the key. Empaths are almost assuredly in service to others and not themselves. How about you? Mm. John, I know
1: in prior episodes, uh, you spoke about your mother and your father's passing Mm. and how they didn't want to let go. They didn't want to do it in front of you. Right, they waited till you weren't paying attention. Yeah. Or, and uh, there's, I have a friend whose uh, mother is 91, and I'll tell you what, she's going through a tough time. She's got a lot of things stacked up against her, but for some reason, that older generation, mm. I don't think it's our generation. I think it's our parents' generation. They just will not give up, no matter how dark, how they're just, it's just in them to fight to the very end. And this person that I know has been through hell and high water in the last three months at 91 <laughs> years old. And every time somebody says, I don't know if she'll make it through the weekend, she makes it through the weekend, then they yeah. bring her back to her room and she's right. okay for a while. Right. She will not. And they're telling her, listen, if you want to go, it's okay. You know, we understand. You know, everybody's had that talk with somebody in yeah. their life
2: right especially if you're our age it is important that, to have that
1: talk yeah right? it really
2: really is um, you you release them I think that the older folks you know relative to us you know we're in our our early 60s now um, I think they were by and large not all of them but by and large they were a product or byproduct of of religious dogma um, Christians, Jews, Muslims, Hindus, you know, on and on and on. And um, really, I got to be honest with you um, my reticence, my apprehension, my fear of death and those around me dying has plummeted with the advent of my spirit quest and how I see the universe and life and death. And it is not within the confines of religious dogma. Religious dogma will make you squirm. Religious dogma will make you fear. Are you going to hell? Are you going to purgatory? Really? Homie ain't buying into it anymore, guys. Okay? That's all there is to it. Now, Now, for all of you... You know conservative christians or right-wing christians whatever you know get over yourselves and i love to say get over yourself because just because you believe a certain way don't try to back up the truck and dump it onto me you must believe what i believe the world's in the bag of shit that it's in because of that very same construct you got different sects of Islam killing each other because they because they think a little bit differently you've got you know look i've said before i was born and raised in, in into the roman catholic faith and tradition but i am much more suited to orthodox christianity absolutely every time i'm in a uh, either a russian or a greek or a syrian Orthodox Christian Church, Orthodox Catholic Church. Man, I feel like I've been away for a thousand years and I'm finally home. That's just how it works for me. That's just how it is. I was baptized on the altar of a Pentecostal congregation in Essex County, New Jersey, and then one of my first goes on a Sunday service, one of the... uh, Tried and true parishioners got me so upset that I left and never went back because she she reeled away from me because I I had asked her a simple question while the Eucharist was being passed around. Geez, you know what am I supposed to do with this? Because they just did it differently than the Catholic Church. Catholic Church, you get up, you wait in line, you go and you receive communion. Whether it's the priest puts it on your tongue with his finger, there or whether he sticks it in your hand, which is probably a much better idea, this lady freaked out. Like she thought Satan was sitting next to her. And you know what? It was that moment that I said, you know something? I gotta find, I gotta find God on my own time in my own way. And it wasn't long after that that I found myself being shoved headfirst into a spirit quest. And a spirit quest is when you, you know, a traditional spirit quest that's that happens with the indigenous peoples, you know, Indian, American Indians and whatnot. You know, when, when a man is coming of age, I think he's 13, 14, whatever it is, they go out into the wilderness, not unlike what Jesus did for 40 days and 40 nights. After his cousin John the Baptist baptized him, he went out and he starved. For forty days and forty nights, and he was t- tempted by, by Satan and whatnot. Like you don't really have to do this. You can take. You can take the wide gate, oh Jesus of Nazareth. Take. That's what Satan was telling Jesus when he said, "Oh, really? Well, you're so hungry. If you're the Son of God, change these stones to bread, right? We talked about this. Oh, let's go up to the top of the temple. Of, oh, if uh, you're the Son of Man." God will certainly send his angels to protect you. You won't strike your foot on not even a rock, right? Or up to the top of the mountain. Worship me and all this will be yours. In other words, that's the wide gate. The wide gate is for people who don't want to rein themselves in. The wide gate is for people who think that there's no right and wrong, that everything is good, everything's just fine, right? No, that's not true. Take the narrow gate. The spirit quest makes you seek the narrow gate. And the narrow gate is what taught me that life and death are not so frightening. So I would would contend that life, being born again into this existential third dimension, is more frightening than leaving and going back to the spirit world.
1: Well said, John. John, I feel that as we get older... I mean elderlies elder people our elders will pass and it's sad yeah. to me there, there's no worse death than somebody who goes supposedly before their time you know a younger you know any child I think for a parent yeah. the worst death is for a parent mm-hmm. to lose a child yeah I mean there's just no coming back from that I mean yeah I think if anything is going to question your faith that would be it.
2: I think I think that um, I think I really do believe that automatically built into everybody's um, lifetime are certain challenges. And my mother, being an empath, and my mother being just in love with being surrounded by people whom she loved, her greatest challenges was to experience the. The divorce of her mother and father, because my her mother, my grandma, left her husband when my mom was five years old. She had had enough of him being the owner of speakeasies and a mobster, organized crime figure, quite high up in the ranks in Jersey. And so she left. And so my mom grew up without a dad, and then. I guess my mom must have placed all of that that hope that love that emotion her libido onto my dad they met each other when she was 15 years old in high school yeah and then who was the I think right probably one or two neck and neck with my dad was her only daughter my sister She loved my brother, the firstborn, and she loved me, too. I was that kooky middle child. But my sister was the only little girl in the family. And who did my mom, think about the theme of my mom's life, among other themes. I think we have more than one theme. She lost her father. She lost her husband. And she lost her daughter. And I said this before. I don't know how she did it, But my mom passed February 6th, two and a half months ago. And in the 62 years that I knew my mother, I never saw her cry once, Mm. not once, not once. And we're talking about like dozens and dozens of wakes and funerals and horrible gut-wrenching phone calls and and disappointments and grievances. Not once, not once, not when my, not when any of her relatives and friends passed, not when my sister died, at the very moment she died, and not when my dad passed. Not once, I I don't know. She had a hell of a defense mechanism, that's
1: for sure. John, this has been a great episode. Uh, talking about a serious topic that affects everybody watching us today. I think so. If you had to shed some light,
2: I, w- I will. But I'm going to give you the floor for for a moment. Is there anything that you'd like to add? Because I kind of ran my mouth. Because when I do that, it's because I, I I really I end up I end up where I'm talking about.
1: You know. No, 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 no. I I think we've pretty much covered all the bases concerning death I mean it's a topic that I, I, I enjoyed I, I mean I enjoyed talking about it it's almost therapeutic to talk about you know yes. the people you've lost in your life so this way you get it off your chest you understand that it's not just you that everybody experiences and my father used to say death is a part of life
2: and you can't have one without the other I loved your dad oh yeah um, he's right used to say. so uh, here's what I would like to kind of wrap it up and bring it around and alchemize it with we're on we're on kind of a cosmic spirit quest and we're all here for different reasons as the lights blink we we all have different agendas so don't judge anybody because they're not you we come in all different sorts of shapes and sizes and genders and religions and ethnicities and and um, and skin colors and levels of socioeconomic uh, prowess. There's the full spectrum. Some babies are born under 500 grams. Others are born under eight pounds, right? I mean, it's a real, real circus. That's exactly what it is. And I just wanna say that We don't necessarily accomplish our eternal goals in one human lifetime. You want to, you want to argue the point, go ahead, leave a comment, you know, leave a comment about how you don't believe in reincarnation. You don't believe in karma, fate or destiny. It's all good. It's okay. It's all right. Is it possible? That I was born into a, a world where fate and destiny and karma is real. And you, the viewer, maybe maybe there's millions of people on the planet that that's not true for. Do you ever think of that? Maybe that is true. But I still like to go back to ultimate, ultimately my roots, which would be the Gospels, and that whole issue of the narrow gate versus the wide gate right so what does the wide gate accomplish only one thing the narrow gate is easy the narrow gate is wide and anyone can sneak through the narrow gate but what does it lead to perdition death and destruction that's a quote from the from the gospel so the wide gate is the easy path and thus there's no spiritual growth so probably when you you sashay through the wide gate guess what happens you're gonna have to come back and then when you do and you're squeezed out the birth canal it's oh shit! i'm back yeah that's right crazy dr gallucci oh shit i'm back show me how many babies when they're born they come out and they go Mm, uh, I'm so happy I'm back. That person doesn't exist. That baby doesn't exist. And when you're born, you're born with a fully intact ego and a whole bunch of challenges that are in your calendar of events. And the only way you get by them is through the narrow gate. So, friends, God bless you all. I do mean this very sincerely. Seek ye the narrow gate, and end the cycle, and end the cycle, and you'll bring humanity closer, ever so closer to the kingdom of God. Amen, Phil. Thank you what a
1: great job, John, as usual. Thank you very All much. Right. Thank you for joining us on the Jersey Alchemist. If you like what we're doing, press like, subscribe, tell your friends. Till oh, next city, time.
0: Peace. Skies ain't fit for flies deep in the heart of Jersey. Route 80 West Goes through the best Patterson, New Jersey Oh, the dumps in June Ain't like perfume Deep in the heart of Jersey But it's my state I think it's great Deep in the heart of Jersey Deep in the heart of Jersey Deep in the heart of Jersey be eye Yeah!